Well, you know what they say about redheads. Stick around and we're going to find out about this one. Hey, Colin. Good to have you today, man. Yeah, good to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So I'm Luke Martin. I'm one of the attorneys at Benbo Davidson and Martin. And today we've got Colin Funk here. We're on the next episode of Suits and Boots Legal Talk. So Colin, we want to learn about you today, man. So thanks for being here and looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, excited to get into it. So tell us, uh, where where you come from? Uh, originally, I'm from Florida, or the Orlando, Florida area. And I'm glad to be here now. Orlando's a uh, Hectic, as you could probably uh, gather. So I'm I'm happy to be here in North Carolina now. Yeah, some people would think Orlando, Florida, isn't that like the land of dreams and magic and all that stuff? Why in the world would you ever want to leave there? Well, I, I guess ironically enough, that's exactly the reason why you want to leave there. <laughs> because these people, I mean, it's great tourism, um, but when you're local, it it beca- it wears on you a little bit. So, so my dad, uh, when I was hiring. Um, Scott, actually, from, and, and y'all know that he was actually from Florida as well. My dad says, son, you're going to hire a guy from Florida and he's going to move up here? I said, yeah. He said, so he's moving from Florida to North Carolina and, and you think he's smart? And <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everybody that doesn't live in Florida thinks it's the best place in the world. And I'm sure it can get old after a while. Yeah, no, it, it's got a lot of great parts. The, you know, it's February right now, so it's a little cold, um, or it's starting to warm up a little bit. But now, cold in Florida. Yeah, let's, let's cold. Call me crazy, and if there's anybody else who can vouch for this, please comment. Let us know. Sixty degrees in Florida is cold, cold. Sixty degrees here is a nice day. It's it's bizarre. <laughs> I don't know what it is. If there's a meteorologist who can explain this to us, I would really appreciate it. It's but, probably because 60 degrees in Florida is cold for Florida. Like when you're used to 70 and plus all the time, 60 degrees. It may just be because you're, you've are you been Stockholm syndromed into thinking that it's a great place. But, but I'm telling you, you walk out of your house when it's 60 degrees in Florida in the morning, and it feels like, no kidding, if you did not have a thermometer, you'd be like, it's like 30 degrees out here right now. <laughs> you check your phone, you say, 62 degrees, what? the heck this is crazy so and here it feels great so. one, of, one of my buddies is a lawyer in south dakota he and i graduated from liberty together actually and uh, he says when it's uh when it's been negative 20 outside for long enough 20 feels pretty good yeah you'd so you, it's t-shirt weather yeah now, you'd, you'd so. take any excuse you can get out to get outside so yeah, yeah. so you grew up in florida right i, I mean did, that's, yeah. is that where you lived basically your whole life yeah so i uh we moved a couple times just locally um it's the Orlando area. We kind of, um, Kissimmee is kind of where Disney proper is for like the locals. We live kind of there. My dad worked for Disney for years and years and years. That's another thing. People always ask, did you go to Disney all the time? And again, I, I may be the worst flurry ever, but I'm like, no, not really. You know, and your so, dad worked there worked even for Disney. Oh so, my and goodness. we, it's not like we never went, but it, we're it's, losing viewers. Left I know. And right Let, right now. If you're a Disney fan out there, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I apologize, but it's just one of those things where, you know, if you're local, you either love it or you hate it. And I fell into the not so love it category. Well, so, that, that, so I just the, just last year, my family and I went to Fort Dobbs for the first time. And, and Fort Dobbs, I don't, you're not from around here, so you maybe don't know. Fort Dobbs is a historic site just north of town here. It's the first time I've ever been in my whole life. And I've lived here my whole life. And it was the first time going was just last year. So it's, it's, it's I guess you take for granted you, things around where yeah, you live and you travel. Me that, yeah. Like we go down to, go down to Pensacola a lot. And in Pensacola, you know, there's all the forts there around Pensacola. We go to those all the time. And it's like, well, there's one right here in our back door. We never even go to. Yeah. It, and, so. and that's just, that's how it goes. Same thing. It's like people 
like around here, especially like Love, Pensacola, and Myrtle Beach and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, you've been before? I'm like, no, I, I hadn't. I Pensacola from Orlando is it's a hike That's, for sure. It's I mean, probably about as far as it is from here to Orlando. It, it may be. Like yeah, it, it is. It's a long way up there. So I I hadn't ever been been through there. Not really even passed through. I mean, on the Panhandle there, unless you're going to very specific place, you don't really pass through yeah, that yeah, that part yeah. of the country. So well, uh, folks, I talk to say Pensacola is just sort of it's just an extension of Alabama. There, it's not. They don't really well, count it what, as Florida. I mean, whoever I don't know how states got their shape, but yeah, the Florida's Panhandle is way longer than you think it is and it definitely should be Alabama. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's how it is, well, I so so you uh, obviously you're a you're an attorney at the law firm so you ended up going to law school. What how did how did you go from Orlando a kid in Orlando, Florida to law school? What it's I I specifically remember when I was a when I was a kid um I guess I like to argue with my parents. I don't know. And they <laughs> they told me you're going to make a great lawyer one day and you know I I I knew I wanted to go to college. I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Funnily enough, oddly enough, um, really what, what my choices were were um, go to school and study pre-law or go to school to be a golf course designer. I thought that was going to be the coolest golf career. Golf course designer? Yeah, oh I, I always wanted to do that. Uh, and then when you know the rubber met the road senior year of high school, um, I started kind of looking into it. And I don't know what the stat is exactly, but I, I knew it then. And it was like a golf course a day closes down in the United States. I was like, Ooh. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this isn't the best career path, and you know there there is new golf courses opening up, but those are the kind of golf courses that are designed by Arnold Palmer and and these guys yeah, who yeah, who yeah. know what they're doing, and yeah. some some kids not gonna be able to make headway in that. So, lawyer it was. Here you are. Yeah, you are. So you where did you go do your undergrad? So I went to Southeastern University. That's in uh, Lakeland, Florida. It's kind of halfway between Orlando and Tampa, um, right there on I four. Um, it's a, it's a Christian college there, uh, not huge, pretty, pretty small. Um, so it, it was nice to, you know, you'd walk down the, the main street and campus and you'd, you'd see a bunch of people you knew and, um, met my wife there, have my best friends that I went to school with there. So it was a, it was a great experience. And our connection actually is the, the Liberty connection. So you went to law school at Liberty University. That's right. And that's where I went. That's where Scott went that works with us. So. Yeah. We're, uh, uh, we're cornering the market over here. Yeah, it's Liberty I know, grad, I know, so. right, right. So yeah. And I uh, went to Liberty and Lynch. Virginia, and that was that was really a big change, you know, living in Florida my whole life, and and then going up to law school in Virginia. Um, that was that was definitely a culture shock. I I had seen snow a couple times, but that was that was cool to get to you know go up there and really see a different part of the country that I was not familiar with at all. So what was the draw to Liberty? Now, I, I went there because it's not far from the house. And actually, what drew me to Liberty initially was their aviation program. So I was already up there, did my undergrad up there. But now you came from Florida up there. So Yeah, no, I, um, you know, I applied to a couple different places. And, you know, I got I got a scholarship at Liberty that I liked. And then it was a Christian school. I That was important to me. And then I had some buddies who had gone up there for undergrad as well. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I, I could stay down in Florida, you know, just do what I know or, you know, take a, take a leap and, and see what it's like. So I decided to take the leap and it turned out great. I, awesome. I loved going there. Well, I'm glad you did because that's how we ended up connecting. That's and so right. You've, yeah. You've been with us now, what, a year and almost a year and a half? It was, like um, 
September of 2022 yeah. that I started. So yeah, a little, little over a, a year. I guess I'm cl- getting close to a year and a half now. That's great. That's yeah. great. Well, I hope you've enjoyed it. Tell me what you do for the law firm. Obviously, I know, but tell them what yeah, you do for Yeah, no, the law. I, I have enjoyed it. Um, you know, I uh, kind of started out doing a little Heinz 57, you know, uh, feline law, as we've discussed earlier yeah, um, yeah, yeah. on these episodes. Whatever but the cat drags That's in. right. Um, <laughs> but now I'm doing primarily estate planning and estate administration. So... Um, it's, it's really just people come in when, you know, they, they don't really know what's going on with their estate, who's going to get my stuff when I pass. And we, we kind of work through that and, you know, depending on what they own or who they're wanting their stuff to go to, we, we kind of figured out a good estate plan for them and, and get their stuff to go where they want to go when they pass. Um, See, I've got the, I've got the best job in the world and I've got definitely got the best job at the law firm because I work in real estate transactions, contract transactions. So I'm, I'm more of a... I, call myself a transactional attorney. So what I do is put together deals. People, These people have agreed to buy something. These people have agreed to sell something, and I make it happen. David and Daryl and you and, and, and the other guys in the law firm are always dealing with people that have real problems. And especially in, you know, everybody that comes to me is happy because they're either selling something mm-hmm. or, they're, or they're buying something. Yeah. But man, folks that come to you, we talk about... Um, when people come through the door of our firm, they're hurting and they're going through one of the hardest things they've maybe ever gone through in their life, especially family law or child custody or something like that. In your case, a lot of times it's a death in the family. And so what you do has to take a toll and has to be a, a, a difficult thing. But you're helping people through difficult situations, aren't you? Yeah, no, it it is it. Sometimes you can get into such a rhythm and and, you know, get get going on such a course where you kind of forget that these are people's lives and these are people's loved ones who have been lost. And, you know, it really helps to to step back and kind of empathize with them and, you know, really get on the get on the same level as them before you, you keep going or else you can quickly fall into that kind of pattern. And, you know, it, it, it does happen, but it's it's so important to, you know, get on the, the same level as these people to try and really help them. So absolutely, it's they they come in and and it's it's real problems, and and that's why we're here. We we really you know we want to help them get through this, and we want to help them, you know, get get something done for them. So tell me, you said estate estate planning and estate administration. Let's talk about those two things. So estate planning would come first. Tell us what that is, just a little bit. Yeah. So estate planning is really putting together a plan. You know, getting some documents drafted up to kind of. Um, determine where your stuff's going to go, whether that be a will, you know, say when I pass away, I want my stuff to go to my children or my spouse um, or a trust, you know, it's it's kind of its own legal entity. You're you're drafting a document and transferring your stuff to this, you know, legal person kind of thing. And, and the trust owns your assets so that, you know, when you personally pass away, um, you know, you don't own anything. The trust, if you transfer everything into it, the trust is what owns the property. So, you know, it doesn't have to go through probate, which kind of leads into estate administration. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, estate administration is really the the process of getting stuff, um, you know, that, that the person who's passed away owned in their own name, you know, transferred over to whoever's, you know, in line to get it, whether that be through their will or, you know, through the North Carolina intestate laws, which is basically who gets your stuff if you don't have a will. Um so it's it's a kind of the the state monitored process of doing that, you know, and in in between there, there's you know paying creditors if there's creditors against your estate. So there's a lot that goes into it, um, and it's not a super intuitive process. It is it is doable, but you know that's that's why we're here. We're here to help people navigate through it. Yeah, so. and we uh, we have so many you know estates and real property. I'm I'm involved in a lot of real property. Those two things touch so many different areas of law. 
because you if you've got a if you've got a person who dies and they're separated or maybe they're divorced or you've got blended families so many things come into play with how that works in their estate and who gets what and it can be a, it, it can be a real mess if someone hasn't planned for that through estate planning on the front side yeah absolutely and and I will absolutely highlight what you said in that you would not believe how many times a week I'm in Luke's office saying like here's what I got going on here as far as like the real property what are we looking at here? You know, and 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 really, the the fields of estate planning and real estate are so interconnected. You know, the wealth Especially management in our, our, and, in our area, because so many of our clients are North Iredale, Alexander County, rural folks yeah. who own land, and that's a that's a lot of times their largest asset. Mm-hmm. And so, when they pass, how do we deal with that? Is it becomes a, a big question. Absolutely, yeah. It um it it's something that that keeps the lights on for us. You know, there's, there's a ton of, a ton of work to be done for it. And, uh, you know, we appreciate people coming to see us on it. Definitely. Um, and, and we're just glad that we can help. And one cool thing about what you do is you do the estate administration and you also do the estate planning, which really gives you a perspective on, okay, if we do this in the planning phase, so if we do, if you want this written in your will, Here's the effect that's going to have on the estate administration side. So you can see it from both sides, and it really helps the planning side, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's, you know, when when someone, you know, years and years ago had their estate plan done up, and you know they've passed away, and their, you know, their spouse or their children come in to see me, uh, they hand me their documents and stuff, and I kind of scratch my head sometimes. I'm like, what in the world? You know, it's like it it worked at the time. But yeah, it definitely helps to you know do your estate planning through the lens of estate administration. I mean, that's in my view, that's really the only way to do it. If you're planning, what are you planning for? You're planning for the administration. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 more so than just who's going to get your stuff. It's the really the logistics of of how it passes a lot of times, and and that can either be a really smooth process or a very choppy process that that can turn a very simple problem into a really really complex one. Well, we've got a case uh, where we I was looking at a, at an, a, a real estate title and the uh, I'm looking at, at the heirs the the owner brought me a list of all the people he thought owned it and there were 40 people on this list or something like that and I'm thinking, "Oh my goodness, this is going to be awful." And and Colin just happens to walk in my office and I said, "Hey Colin, you want this one?" and he said, well, sure, I'll do it. And now you're still working on that still thing. Still working on the biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so we we can see these. We've seen these things from simple, just everything goes to husband, everything goes to wife, to there's 40-some heirs that we have to track down and figure out who gets what oh, and yeah. what percentage. And so it can it ranges. And you've dealt with all of it. So at this point, um, if whatever's going on, just give Colin a call because if he, if you've Absolutely. got a complicated estate matter, he's probably seen something like it. Yeah, so. and that's what. It, and even if you know, right now you think, oh, it's no, it's not a big deal. These problems can, you know, when people pass away, these problems quickly the longer you compound, wait, the worse it and gets. that's you know, that's the one there. It's you know, a couple generations have passed, and you know, kids of kids of kids. So it it just it you'd be surprised how quickly it kind of spiders out into all these different, yeah. you know, all these different lines. And before you know it, you can have a, a, a lot of people who are involved when you don't necessarily think there will be that many. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you do you do all that for the law firm. What do you do when you're not at the law firm? So what what is what is Colin like to do whenever you're not handling other people's problems? Yeah. No. I um I'm a pretty simple guy. I'm I'm a little bit of homebody. Um. So I I don't I don't get out too much. Um. The ones the the thing I I will get out and do is kind of goes to my golf course design days. Um. I love playing golf. Um. I hadn't been playing too much golf up here recently. Just kind of been getting settled in. Um, but I, I do love playing golf. Um, I'm married. My wife, Kaylee, and I, we love to travel. Um, her, her whole family has always been people who travel a lot. So they, uh, they'll take us on trips with them. We'll go on trips. So we've been some some pretty cool places. Um, so we like to travel. And uh, we have a, a you little... You should go to Disney sometime. We should. I hear it's it, great. I, you know what? I, <laughs> we're doing that. Yeah. That sounds like a home run. So, but yeah, that that's me. Travel, golf. Homebody. Um, regrettably, my uh, probably my biggest quirk is that I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So, oh, yeah, yeah you can you can show your sympathy for me in the comments here. Did I here, see so. something the other day that um, Jimmy Johnson is going back to work for the Cowboys? Is that is there any truth to that, or is so, that an internet? Rumor? So what I saw was that he has joined like kind of like an advisory role on the on the on the staff. I guess I don't know if it's paid or not, but he you could tell through hearing him talk he loves the Cowboys and. I mean, if I feel like it pains me to watch them lose, Jimmy Johnson watching the Cowboys lose. This man has has he probably really goes through it. So yeah, I'm yeah. glad he's I'm glad he's going to be around. I think he'll he'll hopefully steer us in a better direction than we've been going. Well, you're not in terrible company because back when I was growing up, I grew up here. When I was growing up here, there was no Panthers that that didn't come along until I think 1998. And so back back here, you were either a Cowboys fan or a Washington fan. So back then they were the Redskins. Yeah. And so now you it was that was the big rivalry. You were one of the two here because that was who we could watch on TV. Yeah. So there are a ton of Dallas Cowboys fans in this area. So don't don't feel well, like that's you're what, no, I, I have seen cold that. Here. compared to compared to Florida for sure. It was a rarity to see to see any Cowboys fans, but I have noticed here there's there's been quite a few yeah. more. And and I'll I'll tell you that growing up in Florida, you probably think, why are you a Cowboys yeah, fan? Well, that's that was my next question. Yeah. No. My my dad is from. Um, he was born in Irving, Texas, right outside of Dallas, and okay. then uh, moved to Oklahoma and grew up there. So, you know, he was he was pretty close. And you know, I'm I tell him all the time, I'm jealous of you. But why did you why did you do this to me? You got to watch <laughs> you got to watch the Cowboys win all these Super Bowls, and I've been here for the past 26 years watching them just be, not win Super Bowls. Yes, I mean just yeah. show great promise and then just fold when the time comes. So it's yeah. been it's yeah. been a trip. It's been a trip. I was uh actually uh Judge Dale Graham. Um he's a big Chiefs fan. So the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. I I went and talked to with him the other day and uh and I was telling he said, "Yeah, I'm still celebrating. It's been great." I said, "Well, I'm hoping the uh I'm hoping the Cowboys can get there." And he goes, eh. "You have a <laughs> prediction for this season?" Uh, for this coming, I don't know. It might it, it might be the Chiefs again. I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you don't hey. think it's going to be the Cowboys? No, no. no. It, oh, until okay. until something something changes the playoff. I I I tell myself this every time. It's kind of a, a cycle of, you know, you uh, we're in the cycle in the point that I'm hurt and I don't want to have faith, and then they start winning some games, and you get <laughs> to this point in the cycle, now. and then you start going around. They're like, wow, they're really making a push here and really getting excited. Playoff failure, and then the circle just repeats. So, so we're at the the beginning part of the cycle here, and uh, I'm I'm telling myself this year, no, I'm not. Getting so, my hopes so, do up. you have a college team? Uh, Oklahoma State, because my dad is kind of from. I, that's not. It's not helpful. It, Oklahoma State. It's the uh, the Cowboys too. Ironically enough, that um, so they uh, they're Stillwater, Oklahoma. So if I, I had to cheer for a college team, I um, I would probably 
pull for them. And and I have been thinking that, you know, moving to North Carolina, I got to pick a North Carolina team to follow. So oh, yeah. So I'm I'm really I'm I'm open to any suggestions here, and I'm open to being swayed as far as who I pull for with NC State well, or I, North I think Carolina. We could make a suggestion there because isn't your wife from Michigan? She her family is all from Michigan. Okay, so. I think Appalachian State's probably a pretty good pick for yeah for your, for, yeah, for your hey, household. Hey, right? you know what? App State <laughs> they can they can deal with it because go blue national champs. So that's all that's all I'll say about that one. But no, App State does does have that one game over on us. So <laughs> one game. So well, you know, I guess they're uh, one for one. That's so. yeah, that's right. They they'll always have that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, it has been awesome to talk to you, and thank you so much for for being part of our firm. You are a uh, a ray of sunshine, and everybody that ever meets you says the same thing. And, you know, we talk about uh, Colin getting mad or something like that, and everybody's like, (laughs) Colin getting mad? What? He's This is him, always. So, uh, man, it's just a pleasure to talk, pleasure to do business with you and to work with you. And if you guys have any estate planning, estate administration questions, this is your guy, and uh, we're here to help always. And that's really what these podcasts are about. We want to get to know you guys. We want you to get to know us. So when you come in, it's not like coming and talking to a stranger, especially about some of these really personal things. And uh, we want you to know we care about you and we appreciate you. So like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and uh, keep up with what we're doing. And we really appreciate you guys. So thanks for watching. Yeah, thank you.